a fight runs on, lays in on top of Gold Trip. West Wind blows 100 to go, without a fight coming at it, without a fight. West Wind blows, the hits in unison, without a fight, without a fight, won the Caulfield Cup. Welcome to Bet Doctor Behind the Curtain, look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. Johnny Walters here, he's got the peg on the nose. Mate, Fighting fit. Nah. Okay, cool. Melbourne boys, how are you? Make some noise. It's uh, pretty humid up here. It's a big haze. Uh, a lot of bushfires out in western uh, Queensland. So that, all that smoke starting to roll into the Gold Coast. So hopefully everyone out there can uh, mm, find a way. But it's uh, grim grim stuff there. Freezing in Melbourne, I see. Yeah, Arctic blast here, Scoot. Yeah, we uh, came through yesterday and uh, 10 degrees. I think Nico Say was coming back from Geelong. We had hail here. I know mum and, mum and dad just up at Woodend 40 minutes. I said it was snowing yesterday. Snow. <laughs> Didn't, didn't stay on the ground, but it still snowed. This is the end of October, so yeah, no, um, a bit tropical out there this morning, but uh, it's supposed to be nice for Saturday, I think, 24 Saturdays, isn't it, Nico? Yeah, yeah it's, right. it's warming up for the rest of the week, so um, you'd rather have the bad days now than on the... Yeah, well, I like what happened Friday. last year at uh, on the Friday night when the, that storm came out oh. of nowhere and they had to call off the... That was crazy. Up ...and then all that rain, and then, yeah, so that was crazy last year. I don't think we'll be a bit, run a bit smoother this year. Imagine if you could live anywhere else in the world. What's that? Then Melbourne. I Imagine if you could it. just live anywhere else in the world. Imagine if that was possible. Yeah, it's uh, great. Gross. It? Good, good red wine drinking weather. You can't drink red wine up there where you are. You've got to get, <laughs> get the fire going and get it going down here for us fishing the artos. You are. Uh, you acclimatise uh, very well. Nico, uh, you saw him pretty well. I think you got uh, four wins on top uh, by my uh, count at Geelong. Tricky day. It was sort of very uh, leaderish fence on early. Uh, a couple charged late down the outside in the last. I think Gregory Earl had a good winner first up, but... Um, it's a, uh, it's a tricky one, Geelong Cup Day. Yeah, it's a tricky track because they come downhill, don't they, when they're sort of building their momentum. So, you know, if you're on the fence and it's the place to be, it can be um, – wasn't as bad as yesterday as sort of other years have been. But, um, yeah, the rain through the day definitely evened out the track too. The cup was – there was eight across the – Yeah, it was exciting finish, it. I was, wasn't it? I was sitting sort of 100 metres from the post and there was dead set eight across the track. You couldn't pick which one was going to win. I thought more, Val- more Fallon's was a great run. For maybe the Lexus or the Hotham, I think they call it these days, and maybe work his way into a Melbourne Cup. But um, Ahmad, he hasn't had a whole lot go right in his career, Ahmad. Oh, I was having a listen to Philip Stokes talking about him yeah. before. He said he's, he's a horse who's made him a better trainer for all his quirks, and he'll just in a gallop and he'll just stop. And he said Zach did a good job only getting him to miss the start by three or something. You know, quirky horse. So, yeah, he probably deserved <laughs> it. But, um, yeah, it was a fascinating betting day, and I think, uh, you know, the next two meetings from Rooney Valley probably aren't that much easier um so yeah, i think you're gonna have to pick your mark over the weekend that's for sure do uh do like the idea of the geelong um standalone meeting in january more for a social event if you got a bucks or if you got a lads weekend up your sleeve i'd target that heavily uh, you got some great golf courses down there 13th beach bow and heads you'd be probably able to get on a couple of those and you and your mates would be able to run right down in geelong i'm telling you it it will be a great day in January. I'm tempted if it's 10 degrees hailing and snowing, you'll be able to get on. Nah, not in January. Yeah. Be great. Oh, January. Yeah. It's in January. Well, it's a standalone day in Geelong, so they've, they've just announced at Race Victoria with all these lead-ins for the Probably Blue Diamond. Probably 60 degrees in bushfires. <laughs> telling you, it'll be uh, be one to put in the calendar, so make sure you uh, try and get down to the Geelong meeting. Last week, Caulfield Cup, boys all over it. Uh, the Quinella, uh, the exactor, however you wanted to play it, Mark Zara Peach, West Wind Blows uh, was gallant. Gold trip was uh, was huge. Uh, probably um, the is it the it's going to be the lead up form, I guess, for the from the Melbourne Cup. But uh, got to be wary, gut buster. We've got gold trip backing up this week. Um, I'm not sure who's going to jump on board with him. But um, where's it going to put the? Or well, maybe one for you, DK. How do, how do you treat these horses going out of the race? Um, 
Well, yeah, we're elite. Like, yeah, geez, he's been interesting. He's been, what, I mean, you've got to trust the trainers. You learned that with Buffalo River there on the weekend. Like, he had that tough run, like, the week before. Then Maroney's happy to back him up. The market's happy to smash him and gets the money. So, I mean, gold tribute. Like, <laughs> what gold trip did backs up seven days later. So, you trust the great camps. But I'll, I'll, it did make me think that, Nico, I really have noticed that I don't think I've seen as many brutal tempo races in this start of a spring carnival or even like it started with the PB Lawrence, you know, with that. And then it's, that was only 15 above or something. And then you've gone to the Turak, you know, the Caulfield Cup. The Turnbull. The Turnbull was only 12. The um, Caulfield Stakes, Alligator Blood. That was ridiculous tempo. Like it's just, the Lord, we used to say, a lot of these weight for aid races used to be trotting candies. But um, the fan, the fan. But then you get the Sydney ones. Were the opposite. Sydney, the opposite. So Sydney that's why the, opposite. the yeah, that's yeah. why the uh, the Cox Plate's quite interesting because all the lead ups in Sydney are sit sprints and the ones from Melbourne are uh, a brutal tempo. So it's interesting. Yeah, it's just uh, I think you just got to trust the camp scoop. That's I think that's the lesson I learned. I sort of half wanted wanted to find Buffalo River on the weekend, but I just couldn't get out of my head that he worked so hard the week before. Yeah. You know, and then I know he's an eight year old and he's a bit of an iron horse, but then the market wants to smash him and he wins. So I think Gold Trip, you'd, you'd expect him to run. Really well on the weekend because um, they're, they're just the best trainers in the country, Mar Eustace. So, yep, I'll be uh, yep, camp, camp. Trust trust the good trainer, Scoot, my answer to that. It's a shame that we won't see West Wind Blows in the Melbourne Cup. Mm. It's a shame. I know they're the weird rules, but as punters, we love to see two lead-up runs into a Melbourne Cup. Well, I think most do. So, obviously, so they're just trying to protect the race. He, he, no, he, you can't run in the Cup if you've run two times before. There's some I, crazy I think rule can, like Nico would know more. He can run in the champion stakes, I think, on the yeah, last the, day. The gap between no, runs or... Yeah, oh. you can't run in the Melbourne oh, Cup. Oh, jeez, I didn't know that. Right, that's uh, news to me. Okay. So if, if you're in the Cup, you've got to be like, um, you know, those horses like Valiant King and that who have one run and then they can go in, but you can't... Ah, sort of right. Two. You've got to pick one race to go yeah. for sort of thing. So you can really yeah, have so two it's runs. too taxing or whatever. It seems the opposite to me, but I guess they've done it for a reason. But, um that's the most weirdest oh, thing. Gotcha. That's the weirdest yep, thing yep, I've ever you'd, you'd rather see him come out here two months out and acclimatise and lead mm. up, lead up. You can vet it 63 times if you have to, um, logically. Oh, but, the, uh, it's a lesser race for him not being there, that's for sure. Mm. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame because the first what three across the line yeah, would definitely all... Yeah, would, you'd love to see them all clash again in the Melbourne Cup, the first three. And the vet, the vets almost pulled the uh, the winner out, which is uh, extraordinary. And Nico, from the yard, uh, you said the <laughs> horse is the winner. Um, without a fight, it's got more improvement in him. Yeah, I think he could improve, and I can see why they nearly Skip. pulled him out. Like, he is, he's a terrible mover. And, like, even looking at the art on Saturday, I was like, have they got this wrong? Um, but I think that was probably the, the thing they were weighing up all week because the camp said he was fine, and that's just how he is. He's a bad walker. He doesn't trot up well, blah, blah, blah. And I can see why the vets were sort of questioning that. But, um, no, they got it right on the day, and uh, he's a very hard horse to assess in the mounting yard. Um, but he's just got a big ticker. That's what these good horses have, don't they? Just a big art. Yeah, yeah, no. Who do you ride if you mark Zara? Gold trip. DK. I'd be without a fight. I think. Yeah, yeah. me too. I'd be. I'd be without a fight. Just the. Just, I still can't get my head past the weight. Just I think he's a better horse. Trying to carry that weight and two kilos doesn't hurt. Oh, Dude, well, he's just. He's such a good rider. Those sort of. Well, both of them. Like they're similar. Similar horses to ride. He was saying why he breached the whip rule. He said I had to get. I got really busy on it. From the, I think it was what, six, four to the two or something. It's one of the first horses off the bit, really. Yeah. Like so he 600 said, out. And he said, he said he's got wake gold trip. He's got to get it, ask him, sort of wake him up, get him to go, get up him. And then when he goes, he goes. So he's he's such a great staying group one rider. And they're similar sorts of horses, I suppose. That's why they both go for him. 
I thought that was the best thing about without a fight's win, though, that he sort of looked flashy in Brisbane, competing up on Wombats, but that was the first time he was under pressure early and the way he just Big, kept strong finding speed. Yeah. yeah, I think that Westbury Blows is one of the better horses I've seen come out from the UK for a while. Uh, and to put him away, I thought he's going to be hard to beat. I thought Mrs. Zara was one of the best performances post-race. I thought she was an absolute beauty. Racing needs to embrace more of that. Well, that's why Beck watches no racing. I showed her that, and she watched the replay about five times. And then she was asking me questions like, oh, why would she? Why would the riders be angry? You know, like it's, it's just a really good interview that they should really you know, smash out. But um, I'm sure they will handicap it. Well, that was, that was the most circulated thing in all my chat groups, yeah. whether it was racing people or non-racing people. So just need to um, put that up on, uh, you know, flashing lights. Everyone just loves that uh, raw emotion. Uh, interesting one with the, just the, the final one of Zara. I think racing's bringing itself into disrepute with um, that $50,000 like, flashy fine. I, I thought it was ridiculous. And I think Mark nailed it too, the rider. He Most people looking at the race wouldn't even know that he's broken the rules. And then we just put it in flashing lights and make, Brock Ryan hit one nine times in Sydney and got a three hundred dollar fine. Well, exactly on the same day. Well, I, Jesus, I, I, I didn't know till six o'clock at night. Someone told me, yeah. and I was watching hit and West Wind blows. I had two horses. I was watching the race. I had no idea. So if I haven't noticed it, ninety nine nine point nine percent of the people haven't noticed it. And then it comes up, oh, you got a fine. He breached the whip rule from the four to the two, whatever it was. Or entirely, he said he said he hardly even touched it the last seventy five. So. Yeah. Look, and then, oh, yeah, but then Terry Henderson's has gone and blown up. And yeah, said, what about that? If it happens like, in the Melbourne Cup or something, I'm happy to protest and leave it to the stewards and they've got to quantify it. It's just a big mess, but anyway. There's a few, well, I can say wherever they are, there's a few of those broadcasts at the moment. They just they live for that crap, though, don't they? And they just love to, to push it. And they like, I saw Jared Waitley and. Well, that was like, his, like, his wording where he said flagrant disregard. Yeah. I mean, that's that's steward's wording when they're going to hand out a severe suspension or something like that. They didn't. They said, you breached it. This is the fine. you got to cop. Jared Waitley. And then trying to, was he trying to equate it to tennis and uh, other stuff like And, that. and it doesn't just, help because anyone who doesn't know racing takes his word for it. They think he's yeah. a, a qualified journalist or whatever he is, and it's it's none of it's any good. Wouldn't know racing if it bit him on the ass, Jared Waitley. Quick one um, from one of our like, well, yeah, one of our customers and uh, one of our followers um, just thought I'd follow this up. It's just on on the theme of, I guess, bookmakers and, you know, we've got this influx of all these small, weedy little operators and just a big buy beware if you're going to deposit into some of these places because this is a, uh, a real-life story. I've redacted um, the, the betting shop's names um, to protect ourselves, I'm not really trying to protect uh, the people involved <laughs> in it. I've redacted since 1987. Well, it's not, I'm not it's a, a redactor. Great word. No, you're not a redactor. I'm usually, I saw it uh, for the first time in one of those things you sent out, Scoot, where those bookmakers asked for bidding accounts with non-redacted stuff. And I said, I haven't seen that word redacted. You yeah. use it as well, Scoot. Yeah, it's a big Dan Andrews and uh, Victorian government, um, you know, sort of, sort of, uh, yeah, straight out of their playbook. But uh, redacting sort of helps you in certain stages. And uh, I'll, I'll just call them bookmaker A and B for the... Uh, um, for this little example here, but um, this is a real life thing that's happened to one of our customers, and I'm sure there's a massive queue of people. So I think our uh, DMs will light up after I read this story out. But um, how's this for one recently? Bookmaker A subleased itself to an unregistered operator in January, and they've accumulated two million dollars worth of debt. So this is a brand new sort of like this is like startup, not not a um, a big big joint, but a smaller smaller betting sh- uh, shop. So they've handed the keys over to someone else to steer it. Uh, they restructured in July with creditors getting 30 cents in the dollar. They sold to Bookmaker B, and now Bookmaker B didn't take all the accounts. They've marked some as bowlers, which mine was one of, which this guy is clearly not a bowler. Uh, and now he um, he's sent an email into Racing New South Wales who are investigating. So I think um, 
So has he got f- not been paid? Well, he hasn't been he's paid. Got so he's got funds yeah. stuck in there, and he's just saying, "Well, where's my betting bank?" And I think he's, but sadly, I think twenty percent of his betting bank's just sitting in there. So he's he's done twenty percent cold, and oh, there just has to be better protection out there for punters. Um, this is a complete mess. Um, how you can just hand the keys over to someone else is quite ridiculous, and it just shows just because there's a hundred bookmakers or whatever is out there, and all these like on-course bookmakers getting license it's not a feather and a cap to the pras they need to protect the punter and god if there's if this guy's got you know 20 percent his bank there would dead set be uh hundreds if not thousands of people that have got sucked up in this it's awful yeah well you see just like instagram and and things you're bombarded uh, like obviously people like us who have interest in racing they target you and you'd every day you get you see a new one that you've never heard of yeah and how would you know who's behind it how strong they are you go to their website they all look the same they're cookie cutter they you don't you've got no clue who the licensee is even if you have it's usually a company that's and then you try like it's how hard would it be to anyone that's not in the industry trying to work it out how would they have any inkling that there are risk factors to these they, they, well there shouldn't be and that's what you're saying like the pros should be in far more control how can you sublease a betting license how can you do that in with a corporate it's just and I think it just comes back to once once um, bookmakers and uh, operators have got a couple of black marks against their name, there's got to be deeper consequences and bigger consequences. Kids can't let these rat bags jump from shop to shop. Once once you get a couple of strikes against your name, their license need to be pulled back, and all the warning signs are there. It's 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 just, it's along the lines of oh, you know we don't want to pay you because we think you're a bowler or we want your financial statements. These charlatans need to get run out of the game ASAP, and it's just. It's, it's a, well, a stain on the game at the moment, yeah, and they're not contributing. They're just making things worse. So PRAs just need to pull everyone along because uh, saturating the market with all this garbage is doing worse, and they'll just lose it. Like we needed, as I think Richie was probably went off a bit uh, half baked in in one of his tweets there, Richie Irvine. But um, the theme's right. I think we need a national like regulator or ombudsman just to sort of step in because at the moment, or the, the states can't handle it. They've, but it needs to be independent, the nearly. That's it right. Does. Exactly. It does. So it can't be any of the ones because you imagine if one of them gets control, it's going to be a nightmare. But yeah, there's a circle jerk over the 200 bookmakers. It's a bit like the prize money argument saying, oh, we've never been stronger 200 bookmakers. You can get on MBLs. That... It's just absolute fantasy land and it's it's not beneficial to the industry. And it's, you know, what it's everything should be made on that decision is it beneficial to the industry is it you know uh, contributing to the economy but no the ecosystem no all right there's our little uh be careful a little smash and grab there but uh yeah big big warning for any of these new startups just tread very very carefully if you um if you're going to roll the dice and uh, have a crack at some of them today's just going to be a beauty uh donnie's on weather watch he's uh going to look to the heavens and i'll tell you what it's so humid here it's going to absolutely bucket down i think we've got 10 or 20 mils going to hit the gold coast so if you're betting into doombin hold fire that said donnie's already sent a bet for the syndicate because he just can't help himself but uh there's more to play out there he'll tip a couple of winners uh hopefully for us on the show Walt, uh, tricky week last week. You got the invitation in the spring championship. I'm not sure where they keep finding the money, but it's there. It's uh, big prize money on the table. Nico Brave Mead was an absolute beauty. Uh, it just went to script, didn't it? I thought it was going to be a bit of a carve-up job inside, but uh, just got the See, job done. See, my top sport double collected, yours didn't, so there's a pissing contest. Love it. You Brave me? Mead into without a fight. Yeah. Top two. See, oh, it's this top two stuff. I want win-win. <laughs> Cathel let us down, didn't it? Lost in chance, it was good. But, uh, yeah, kiss of death, definitely me at the moment. But uh, Monster Cox Plate weekend for Nico. So you'll be on the uh, the Nodos tablets, no doubt. I think Az would be still 05 at uh, Geelong. Nico, did you bump into him? 
I heard him sort of uh, get around the truck. I didn't actually see him, but um, yeah, I heard him at one stage, and uh, he was he was definitely having a good time by the sounds of it. So um, I did hear in his little telegram group that he was having a crack in the Geelong Cup. He probably got it right, taking on the favourite, but um, yeah, it was a tough race in the end. But uh, yeah, it's a it's an interesting day out at Geelong with all the locals. That's for sure. Tipping, you didn't find the winner. No, Tipping, you don't find no, the not many did. Uh, I'm going to just jump back into uh, someone's segment, and I think I've got a, uh, a moral on Saturday after killing Cattell or Cathel, Cathelli. You what happened kill to him? him? He got absolutely carved again. Like he just butchered the ears off him. But he's yeah. Anyway, yeah. Well, so that's that's the only. I just I just keep could have been worse. Bad you could have tipped the winner at 25s and been playing Uno with your sister and completely missed the race and then tried to jump off the balcony. Palmetto. Yeah. Just bet. Bet, bet. I was playing Uno, mate, on, I, and then I had to stop the game to watch the Caulfield Cup, and I got my ass torn off me for stopping the game to watch the Caulfield Cup. That's my life. <laughs> Tell you what, Saturdays just need to be out of bounds with family time. You need to push that to Sunday. But anyway, you can sort your own problems out. Top Sports team uh, had, uh, I think the big bet last week was 10000 on uh, Gold Trip, so that was uh, exciting. But uh, missed their best. The best is back on all Group 1 Melbourne races, and they've upped the limits around the grounds for uh, some of the listed in Group 3. So good stuff there with uh, RV um, and Top Sport uh, finally turning over uh, a bit better money. Uh, Nico, it's... Uh, Manicato is to Saturday. So why are we racing on the Friday night carving up the track? Because we can. I like it. I, th- I think it's like yeah. it just creates another opportunity to bet, doesn't it? You get eight more races. They do it every year and it doesn't really have that big an impact unless no, it rains. It's, so. so the track, the track. I mean, that's why they leave roll true and true because the track doesn't carve up. It's, um, it gets very little wear and tear. It recovers really well. So uh, Matt, they nearly haven't raced there for a month, and they've only had sort of look, yeah, four meters. Again, we'll say it again. Like how good are our track managers? Yeah. Like Tim Bailey, that track last week just sensational. Marty Sinan's been doing this for a long time. He knows what he's doing. So, and the Mooney Valley track is it is like old, old now. Like it, they're yeah. just waiting until they bulldoze the joint and move it all. But they're still doing a pretty. They've since the first few meetings this year, which were well, this season, which were a disgrace. Um, since that. Now they've got rail true and all that. It's played very well, the recent meeting. So I think you can bet there with a bit of confidence on the weekend. You just got to find the right horses, I would have thought. Just, uh, yeah, well, I still remember the day Adelaide come around down the outside and Faulkner knuckled the start, Nick Hall on it. And the best best going was like lane 10 that day when Adelaide could won. For Rats uh, of the That's yeah. 10 years ago now, though. Well, it's still, <laughs> but that still hurts. It still hurts. <laughs> Okay, Friday night, Moody Valley, which is uh, alongside the Launceston meeting. So it's going to be Moody Valley and Launceston on Friday. Big thanks to uh, Taz Racing, Form Plus Pro. One of our sponsors have jumped on board. But going to the Valley first, though, race two, it's the uh, the Vobus Gold Star, and it's a 1,500-metre event. Hot little field this. Regards, Marie, $3.80. Omgawa, $3.90. Delicious Tycoon, $3.90. Beltoro, $5.00. Honor Shelby, 6 To be sure, $8.00. And forget about the rest. Beltoro is the uh, replay we're going to have a look at here, Nico, and this is a two-rack out the back in the uh, line. Yeah, he doesn't do a whole lot here, but this is a much stronger race. It's a very fast one race, and he's at last, and he was pro- he went around 200 to 1, so he's probably the horse with the least <laughs> amount of class. But given a few of the horses in front of him, you know, like Pounding, Corner Pocket, Savannah Cloud here to shock, like he hasn't been beaten far by them, and gee, this is a long way back in grade from that. 
Um, his run prior at Ballarat's probably the run you really got to go off where he was flying home, sat last in a solid run race, flew home for second. Then you look back through his form last campaign, he's got a second to right you are. Um, he was a big winner at Flemington when the blinkers went on. And then ever since that, he's really been pretty consistent. So I think back to 1,500 metres out of a fast run race, I like that. I like McDougal going back on board the horse, um, given how well he rode him two starts ago. No knock on Teo. He's just coming back from a, a pretty tough injury at the moment. And McDougal's absolutely in the zone. And there's just a few nonnies here. Like, regards, Marie, can't win a race. Um, Guy was the same. Delicious Tycoon, I think, might come out and go the mayor's race. And then where are you looking? Like, I think this horse is just, he's been a bit of a change horse since the blingers went on. He'll be in clear air. And I think at around sort of 5 or $6 on a night where I've struggled to really find anything to stamp and I haven't really attacked the Saturday meeting yet. So I'm a bit behind the eight ball, but I thought- What's going on? Six dollars. The, the wind up. How have you not over the Saturday meeting yet? Did he get, was he out for dinner last night in love or something? No, I had to I had to do Launceston actually. So oh, um, sorry. that, that sorry. held me back a little bit. But uh, yeah, I thought at $6 in a race where, you know, I'm Gar and regards Maria favorite and I don't think there's a whole lot between them ability wise. I'd be, uh, I'd be happy to take that. I think it's a great bet because the uh, the top two of the market, they look like they've been up for a while and yeah, there's just a lot of convictions for a lot of those other horses and, and yeah, the cast drop's good enough for me. DK, any thoughts or? Not on that race, no. Mm, I'd be horned up at the $5, so um, we'll definitely be betting there, Nico. I think uh, it's uh, short and sweet, but uh, it's delish. All right, let's uh, can you, start. Can you just look at Mooney Valley Race 3 Saturday in the in your off times during this show, please, Nico, so I can attack you about it later? Oh, let's right. just talk. Well, sure. Let's just talk about it now. Question without notice. So, Mooney Valley Race Three is the Tessio Stakes. We've got Wishel or Lass, Sole Choice, the Thalassophile on Francais, Osmosis, uh, Dazzling don't Lucy. Don't have to go any further. So no. Don't have to Wishful go any further. Lass is in the race. Gee, she'd be hard to beat, wouldn't she? Would have thought. Yeah, she got okay fifty nine compared to you know fifty four. A few of her main dangers. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually did. This was one of the races I did do. I did the first Ooh. four races and thought. I, I've seen. I've Ooh. got a bit of an opinion here. Too. I've actually seen the race already, so I'll be interested to see what you guys think. Oh, so you've already seen. I've it. seen the race. Yep. <laughs> DK, Go, Nico. To offer. No, no, no. I was going to ask you. So you've, you've, I was asking you about a horse later on. Ain't no deal done. Well, we're everyone might as well we're talking about. You know, stay on this race first. We'll stay then, on this race, and then we can flip well, back. The horse. Yeah. I know the horse. What well, wants to back? And yeah, you can back it. <laughs> Go. The Oracle. Right. What else is it? The one that won. Who was that? Osmos. That was Dennis Dornell. <laughs> what did they do to it last start? Just a, a complete neck job. It's <laughs> one one year, and thank your mother for the rabbits. Well, where does where did, where did position last start? Doesn't matter. I don't care. I don't live in the past like you. Know, we're not thinking about Faulkner and, and Adelaide. We're thinking about <laughs> race. I don't know. Is that right? I'm just, thinking in the future. I'm actually in the future. I've actually already collected. Hasn't hit my account yet, but it's all right. Were there any questions asked when they just? Well, absolutely- I can't believe they put up fourteen dollars, but I think nine dollars is a big price. That's all I'm going to say. Well, just, oh, they just got. There's oh, a retrospective stewards' inquiries because how did this horse just get dragged back out of the race and just not compete? It's it's one of those ones where I love these sorts of horses where it's just had no luck five runs in a row. So like people start to forget and forget and forget, and you haven't forgotten. Well, it's just the one when they when you this is when you get ten dollars about a horse that could potentially be a very hard horse to beat because it just has had no luck, no luck, no luck, and finally finds a very nice race. So. Philosophy went enormous in Sydney last start. Wishful Lass is obviously going well, um, but I think this horse is better than him. And it's said fifty-four. You can tie them all in because they ran Philosophy and uh, Wild Horse. What's the name? Yep. Osmos or whatever ran in. Both ran well together. Yeah, first up. Yeah, in in Queensland they ran against Foxy Freedom. Should have gone pretty yeah. close to beating Wishful Lass last start with a little more luck. So you can definitely tie them all in. Yeah, they're definitely the price discrepancy is just wrong. 
Yeah, one and three. I'd be happy to back one and three to beat Wishlewis as well. At 2.35 this morning, I saw that race. Yeah, woke me up, cold sweats. I was very excited. <laughs> okay, let's uh, better get the, uh, the, uh, the, the car in reverse here and we'll go back to Friday night. And we're going to talk about uh, what well, ain't no deal done in the JRA Cup. He's three dollars seventy. Sabark four sixty. Forgot you four eighty. Shahir five fifty. Braden Star six dollars. Red Sun Sensation six dollars. Bank more twelve dollars. That horse is flying. I you know, struggle to see. I know, I know that ain't no deal done, and don't be very hard to beat fourth up up to, up in trip. In the last, like I said, those horses went past him the other day. Sabark or uh, forget you did anyway, and then he just put the foot to the floor. Lifted his speed and raced away from them. Two yeah. from two at Mooney Valley. Um, good tempo. He likes good tempo races. Bankmore and Sabark, they'll roll along up the front. So um, I couldn't find anything out. Well, I was only Mornington, which means a RDO on Friday. So uh, I went Friday night and saw him in and said, hello. Um, so, yeah, no, I think he's a different horse, this prep. I don't know if they've got his feet right or something. He had the glue on shoes last prep. Well, they came off this prep. And I just, he's four. Some, something's clicked. Something's hasn't clicked. It? Yeah. yeah. He's just, he's a different horse. He's a horse in the zone. So, um, yeah, I think four, I love him fourth up, up in trip, sort of around this this distance range. Um, I know you know him well, Nico, so I was interested in your thoughts. But um, oh, I was surprised he probably wasn't a little bit shorter. Like, I sort of thought he might be 280, not yeah, 380. He's even better odds out, out there in the market, you know. I think um, one joint wants to take him on, but uh, early doors. Who's that? But, um, oh, don't, he's going to have to redact it. Yeah, we'll take it offline. Yeah. <laughs> DK, I think there's one danger in that race, and horse just ready to absolute peak was my comment from watching its last up replay was Red Sun Sensation. Oh, yeah, well, it was the one. It was the other one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I gave it a hope the other day at odds, and it didn't let me down. It ran a terrific race. so uh, Went huge. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I thought it was the other one. I was sort of looking at all the runs that were deeper in their preps. I was looking for sort of the third and fourth up horses, and so I saw it. I do it done, but Red Sun Sensation would, would be next for sure, Scooty. I'd be happy with that two-bit strategy. The way uh, Ain't No Deal done worked at, uh, I don't know, was it the breakfast with the best the other day? Jesus Christ. we It it went like, like an absolute Learjet, I thought. So, uh, DK, we've got that two-bit strategy. I'm just going to press into that. So Lovely. Get get uh, your bank ready, punters, because it's going to be a beauty. All right, let's flick back to Saturday. A couple of... Uh, Sharp turns there, but let's go back into the VARs and time for Scooty's Moral, the most exciting kiss of death uh, segment on the planet. Ferdad's a favourite here, $2.60. Snowman, $4.80. Air Assault, $6.50. Port Lockroy, $8.00. Apulia, $8.50 on the backup. Sunsource, $12.00. Coning, interesting run at $14.00. Um, and then you've got SK Bulawayo, um, and that's uh, the rest of the market. The horse I really like here is Verdad. He's already, it was. I thought he was absolutely super in the uh, Stutt Stakes, and that was Griff. And then this is obviously uh, the Group 1 Guineas. He's in the pink there, and... Just watching him, uh, he actually could take a position at the start of the race, and he jumped uh, pretty pretty handily. So he can sit back off the speed now, jumping up to 2,000 metres. I think he needs every bit of uh, 2,000 metres. He's just so raw, this horse. I don't think he's put it all together. I'd be even more confident if they put the winkers or blinkers on him. And he sort of just started to come again for that last 200 before he sort of cops the check. And through the line, he was sort of okay as well. But... um. He's only had three starts, so he's spotting these um, these other horses, you know, like a, another campaign. But I thought um, just stalking the speed behind a couple here, the Adelaide horse, Air Assault, and the um, the other horse that's jumping through um, the grades up at Newcastle and Kembla, Coning. They look like to the two leaders here, Coning and Air Assault. I thought this horse can um, just sit sort of a pair behind or even one further back. Um, and I think he can reel him in. I think the camber of Mooney Valley will really help this horse get around. I did really like him in uh, the Stutt Stakes. He was sort of taking ground late off Griff, 
and uh, I think he's still just on this big upward spiral. And when you talk about horses like King Colorado or Militarize, they're running around in the Cox Plate, and uh, I think this guy's just so untapped and just got a lot of ability. So if you can put it all together, I think his greenness is probably um, the, the the biggest uh, query about him. And I probably just wouldn't rush into the price. Like, I do notice You've got that, Snowman and Port Locker yeah, both in Yeah, dual acceptors, and yep. maybe a pulley mightn't back up. I know the camp said that they will, and... Um, I think Larry Ashman said that uh, David Hayes jumped on the phone to Ben or Will or whoever or, or Grace or someone and said, make sure you back up Apulia after uh, last start. But um, I thought this horse was um, clear one to beat and just, just be careful betting early if you're going to cop some um, dual acceptor deductions. Yeah, well, I gave him I gave him a shout-out after his maiden win, which was just went like an absolute Learjet. So I gave him, I think I remember before that stud stakes scooty, I said he's a horse to watch from the bush and... Just the way he sat on speed and just powered away from him, but Bendigo in the manner of a horse with a stack of talent. So it's no surprise he's he's got this far so quickly. Um, yeah, that's the irony. Query he's getting deep in his first prep, but uh, he's um, he should have ugly beaten Griff, and he was a terrific run against when not suited in the Guineas. So um, yeah, he's a he's a he's a bloody progressive horse going forward. That horse. Yeah, can't knock. Definitely can't knock. Uh, Punningform.com. That's how I do my form. I can uh, tiptoe anywhere. I got burnt yesterday at Port Lincoln, but uh, I'm fearless. <laughs> I uh, you can't admit that, mate. Why? That's like saying bang dollar eighty to a dollar fifty. You just declared one. You can't go. I just got burnt at Port Lincoln. You can't tell people you're betting in Port Lincoln, mate. I can bet anywhere because I got punningform.com.au. Why? You can't admit to it. You just pick the eyes out of the mate. form. You can't tell people you bet at Port Lincoln. No one's going to respect you. Your wife <laughs> won't know- respect you. Everyone knows I'm sick for Adelaide. Your children won't respect you. <laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, the Manicato Stakes. And uh, there's a horse they have to respect here, despite um, some people on some channels saying she's uh, severely under the odds and uh, what? overhyped. At, uh, it started dollar thirty. Yeah, up at, down at uh, Shock Jock Radio. I think uh, there's a few people against it. Imperatrice a dollar forty-five. IME seven dollars. Bonus Notches seven fifty. On Common James seven fifty. Uh, Jigsaw twenty-one twenty-six. Inferno I'm more one hundred one. Not sure why I read them out, but uh, they're definitely uh, were racing there. There's a couple of replays we'll do quickly. Bonus Notches is the first one. He's sort of a fair way, uh, a fair way back here. Walt, what do you think of it? Oh, well, the key to him is. Um dildo off sheen on isn't it? It, it this was just a bit of a trade wreck if you sort of just pen this run and, and put it down to circumstances and go back to the the run prior he's probably the danger to imperatories if there is one just uh because he's sort of a little bit untapped and coming out of the strong races uh, he's definitely like coming out of a lot stronger race than ime's coming out of who had basically everything to suit so He's definitely the most interesting horse in the race away from the favourite. Mm. This is I and me on the outside there in the white with the red cap. And I guess she's the bunny, isn't she? Yeah, it was just hard to run on this day. And they and they controlled the race completely. And um, and the, her her best tac- attributes are her tactical speed and that sprint that she's got. So um, obviously the second horse had a bit tougher run. How's Bella Nipatina as well? And, and that is Bella Nipatina coming home from the back. But... She was probably a lot better running, in my yeah. opinion, than the winner. But um, yeah, can't knock it. It's got a good speed and can kick off it. So if they, he's big orange in Paratrees, just yeah. rounding him up. Well, she's got the gate as well, doesn't she, to, to to stalk him in this race. So if she does this, good luck, hmm, Nico. Yeah, my only knock would be her two most recent performances that have been, you know, breathtaking are both at a thousand meters. Now she gets back to twelve hundred. She has one at twelve hundred Mooney Valley in the uh, the William Reed, mm. but 
she only beat she'd only beat Bellamy Patina, who was flying home there in the other race. And you can definitely tie them in to say Bunos Nachess and IME aren't that far off Bellamy Patina, which probably puts some half in play. It's just whether you know she can hold that level of her last two, stepping up in distance and having a bit of a gap between runs. Like she's going to be a month off up in trip, um, and seems like they've been pretty light on her. I heard on Racing.com that they've only really given her like one proper hit out since mm. the last run. Heading into this prep, would you have thought 1,000 was her pet distance or she no. needed 1,200? No, exactly. Yeah, 1,200. So. so it may be a positive. It's a, it's a, it's, I know where you're coming from, but I don't mind the 1,000, 1,000, 1,200, especially when she's got 1,400-meter form. I think she's it's really a positive. Anyway. Yeah. Because, mm. yeah. yeah, she was great against Artorias. That was 14, wasn't it? 1,300. 1,300. So she sat outside the leader of 1,300 and got nutted on the line. And he, that was... I don't know what was that was Artorias at his absolute best that day. Great ride. I think the the, the key to this one hole for Imperatrice is the the bad horses are drawn sort of under her, and it's a small field, so I don't think there's going to be many traffic concerns for her. If it was a big full twelve horse field or with a lot of junk in it, I think oh, okay maybe a dollar fifty is a bit scary, but well there was going to be a lot of multi badness and the, the big one is I am people. How many doesn't he get like forty grand or something for running sixth? Too smart. No one's even taken up the eighth, eighth spot, spot yeah. and they could have got forty grand as well. What's the, the what's it to norm? How much is it to race? What ten grand or something? I don't know, but the, it wouldn't the be forty. 40. Back seems seems yeah. pretty uh, generous. It definitely wouldn't be forty. We're, we're now, I would have thought the only way Imperatrice can get beat if if Bordos, if Bordos Chess gets a twenty out of ten from Beach and he's on her back yeah. and she's yeah. a little bit flat or just not at her absolute best and he just. He's gets fine. her on the line. He's fine. Yeah, yeah. I agree. He is going well that horse, and he had a bit of a buy last start. Yeah, that'd be the only way she gets beat. Got mates, got mates in that also cheering for it. D- dildo off. If you like dil- dildo off, maybe that's the uh, the way to play it. Uh, but yeah, multi magic. It'll be huge. It'll be real turning point for the bookies. I would have thought come Saturday uh, race number eight. Let's get into the main event. Uh, the Cox Plate, absolute beauty, hasn't let us down. This race, Romantic Warrior is the favourite here. Four twenty. It's going to be one of those world pools, so uh, expect that to trim up. I'd say maybe two dollars fifty. It might start. So massive opportunity to uh, to arb or play the race, however you want to play it. Uh, but uh, four dollars twenty here. Alligator Blood five dollars fifty. Mister Brightside has been the mover. Nine into six fifty. Fangirl eight dollars. Gold Trip eight fifty. Militarise eight fifty. Victoria Road twelve dollars out from seven. Big Drifter there. Zaki sixteen. Jouay twenty six dollars in from forty one. Uh, King Colorado, $26, 41 Oberon, and Pinstripes. A little bit of a word of warning, given uh, that the favourite is likely to crunch here. If you like something outside the market, like your Zarkis and anything sort of $16 below, I'm telling you you're going to get massive odds on the total, the the best, uh, the, um, the best of three totes and starting price. It'll it'll change dramatically, this market, is what I'm trying to say. So be patient if it's you a, like. It's a no-brainer, pretty much. Yeah. To, to, to at least, like you said, best of tote, right. SP is a yep. no-brainer. Yep. Well, that's the no-brainer. Like we saw that with um, Gold Trip. Gold Trip, right? Yeah. 20s. So the bookies don't change their price as much because they they run off the, you know, they run off Betfair and things like that. But the uh, the totes, generally, yeah, $20. Well, if the, imagine if they set it 6 to 4 and set their market around it, like, yeah, it'd be carnage, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. so they How can only do it that How big a discrepancy can we get here? Like, Romantic Warrior is going to have to be at least two something on the total. Two, two, two what, what, what was his SP at Turnbull? Two point what? Two point four. Two point four. Well, he's trading one point five. So you're still. I mean, the bookies don't turn. You're going to make him one point seven because he's one point five. Just um, there's still going to be a good discrepancy there between the bookie and the tote. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It makes it very interesting. That it makes it a must bet race. It makes it a must it bet. Kind race. of does drag you into it. But do you have to it bet? It does. Yeah, have to bet. Can't wait. Very excited. Especially if you don't like it. Well, even if you do like it, you, you're going to get 
better price somewhere else. But. Very exciting times. Bookies would be absolutely filthy that they have to play these games, but they got a big head start and we don't care. We're just trying to take all their money. Romantic Warriors, the first replay, and um, obviously uh, Gold Trip as well. But here is in the uh, the cyan or the light bluey green colour, and then you got Gold Trip roaring down the outside. He punctured and knocked up pretty well. Nico, yard perspective? Yeah, I thought he, he had at least two or three lengths improvement and maybe even more sort of in him. So I wasn't surprised at all to see him sort of puncture a bit here late. Seems like he's come on from that in sort of a few of the, the footage I've seen of him and even um, a few of the photos from the gallops that he's had. And he did gallop very well at Mooney Valley. So, look, he definitely will come on for that. It's just how much he does improve. He's probably going to have to improve two or three lengths to win. Do you worry um, that he's hit, had that... Uh, hard run up towards the speed on a hard run race when he's not ready. That's what my yeah, concern scary. is. And this yeah, is, he um, could be a little flat. Alligator blood, obviously. This horse is just going to be... He's extremely hard to knock Saturday off this win. Like, I know there's probably not the class of horses behind him, say, in the Turnbull, but he just annihilated him. Um, terrific ride by Timmy. Yeah, he's, uh, he's become my boyfriend, Alligator Blood, and um, I think it's a, it's a really hard race because of that fact because, you know, these wait-for-age horses, you do kind of fall in love with them a bit, don't you, DK? Yeah, that's, like, that's, that's what I was doing. Like, it's easy in the maidens and the class Mr. we're looking for him here. Yeah. Right? I was forgiving him the other day, but, you know, you're Alligator Blood and there's plenty of people in the favourites corner. But so. the blood coming to that race, like fourth up, hard fit, he's going to be gay, you know, like he's got the grounding, whereas Romantic off a break, Hitting a hard run. I know I'd rather be yeah, with Alligator. Is, this, this, My this is Oberon. This, this is me. This is me, fangirl. Yeah, so then this is a like a this is a slowly, slowly run race. They've gone 10 lengths below, come home six above. She sort of trucked up behind them and then smashed them. So probably the only query is the 2000, really. But have a look at her. She doesn't look like she's going to stop, does yeah. she? Well, that's right. But Mark, Mark, old Mark Reed pearls, you can't pot them at the trip if they haven't failed at it. So like I said, it's question mark. There's a lot of question marks. There's, there's that run flattened. Romantic Warriors, you said, did it hurt him because he was first up? His alligator blood off the off the off the absolute gut buster. You know, there's every every one of them's got a query. You know, so it's whether just you got to put your eggs in your basket. So I love I love going as you said, I like going looking for the slow slow pace called Spring Horse. And she said so. one run eighteen fifty on a on a slow track, which is certainly against her. And you know, she was pretty dominant there, even though they didn't go too far. So like you say, she's she's never shown a sign that she's not going to run two thousand. I never thought very elegant and run thirty two hundred and it put ten on them. So um, you know, if she's in the right state yeah. for mine. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The last, the last one we're going to have a look at here is um, Victoria Road, and this is at Leopardstown. So you can just see him. There's a few horses in the same sort of colour, but he's just behind. Uh, he's he's in the blue and maroon behind the white horse, and he just comes across their heels now and just starts to get clear air. So got a bit of a bad habit of sort of of laying in he sort of straightens up and still hits the line here and that was over a mile so bit of a query again around this horse's credentials for a strong 1600 meters he probably finishes closer if he sort of runs straight there he's well traveled this horse like he's been to america he's um i think he's even had a few runs in france maybe or somewhere like that like he's he knows what it's about sort of coming to a new country and seemingly settled in pretty well it's a big market drift seven out to twelve dollars maybe it was just sort of the wrong price early uh he's probably the most fascinating run in the race he gets b shin um maybe up to two thousand meters he could have a bit of tactical versatility he's he's a real Unknown, probably with militarized a little bit, given we don't, just don't know the strength of that three-year-old form at the moment. But there's plenty to be militarized. He's going to run a huge race here, and the three-year-olds 
do have good record in the Cox Plate, but they have a really good record when they can put themselves up on speed. You know, not many of them win from out the back. So mm. that's probably going to be Miltarise's big issue if Zach can get him out of the barriers because he missed a start on Marira last start. So, yeah, it's, that's, he's a fascinating I'm horse still, as well. I'm still not over God's own trying to out-sprint Maccabi Diva from the back of the field. That was uh, <laughs> That's the one that I never got over. Well, you think of like oh, the three dogs sure. that run well, like Casavecchio was in front of yeah. the sort of 600. Seamus Award. Seamus Award led, so you think led. Like you got to be up there to be really. They have a good record, but when they're up on speed, they they do good add something to the race, though. I tell you what, haven't they over the years? Yeah. Three odds, geez, they've uh, they add something to this. The instructions the for Zach Zach Lloyd seem pretty pretty simple for mine. Not that I've got any connection there, but you just try and find the bum of a horse like Mister Brightside. Get it out the gates. That's all. Get it out the gates. He's only job is to get it out the gates. Yeah. Because yeah. if he if he half misses it and he's not he's not a horse that can muster, it doesn't seem. And if he gets sort of crossed by my Oberon, whatever, he ends up. Fall back the fence. Yeah. He, well, he's, he doesn't look like he's far lap to me, and he just about has to be, doesn't he? It's an interesting one. Like, uh, just while we're sort of speaking about this, I'll sort of make a, case, a bit of a case for mili- uh, militarized. I went back in his champagne stakes win, uh, win, and that was on a soft seven. I think he sat sort of three and four wide at stages, and then just kept surging to the line. And that gives me the indication that 2,000 meters is going to be fine. And then I went back and had a look at his Caulfield Guineas run. For some reason, yeah, Marrera had him lent up against the the gates, and that caused him to to miss the start. And I I noted that he he got bumped sort of two or three times um, within the run there, and I thought they were actually really soft on him. And I just didn't think that there was a huge level of intent to put this horse in the race or to sort of hunt him and make him run from a really long way out. Maybe I'm um, wearing rose-coloured glasses, but even the fact that Waller's come out and said that the reason that he put Zach Lloyd on in the under-the-rose race was because c- he had the Cox Plate in mind further along. So that was just an absolute um, pipe opener, which was great around Cylinder. And then in the Golden Rose, he was breathtaking there. And then Cylinder's come out and Frank that form somewhat around the Everest. So... I think you can make a case that the three-year-olds aren't terrible, and this horse, t- to my eye, looks like he's going to run two thousand meters. I want to horn DK up a little bit here, right? So the simulation is that say <laughs> militarizers coming around them, gold trip, and fangirls on the back of one of them. <laughs> How the hell are they going to hold her off? Those horses. That's a, like he's going to have to be a long way in front of her for mine to hold her off because she's she's going to run him down. Like I think in Colorado's though, like if more I look at it, they've got to jam it to the front. King Colorado. They've just got to jam it to the front and and, and take the risk. It's, you know, this is his grand final, whereas, like, I was kind of with you a lot more militarized, but the more I see it, I just can't see how he can win because if he's not fourth, he's going to have Gold Trip or Van Gogh on his ass, and if they control up front, he's going to have to run down Alligator Blood. So he's got to get past them and then hold them off, and I just don't know if it's possible. Whereas if King Colorado... He's untapped at this sort of distance range. If he sort of led, rolled with a 49.5, got away with it, took off at the 800, and I could see him holding on at 30s, and it was probably worth the, the play. Oh, but just the way, the way he sustained a gallop in the guineas, you know, off the yeah. wide run. You know, he wasn't stopping. He got hampered there on the line like a few of them did. But uh, And if he goes run. back, he's millions, surely. But if he goes forward, yeah. Oh, whereas, use the light, he's got to use the light weight, surely. Yeah, to- surely, surely. And, and then, yeah, it's just the way you're – you sort of run it up, but either that happens, they go forward, Alligator gets to control when he wants to take off, he's the one to beat. If they go a bit early, all of a sudden the back markers come in and Fangirl's sucking, 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 and if she jams off that turn, I'd be very scared. Mm. Nico? 
Oh, tough race. So I, I had the blood on top. Just think he's very hard to knock and he might get a few things in his favor. And I kind of lent to the Cox Plate form of last. Do you think that was a very strong race with Adam Owen and I'm Thunderstruck? I think if they were here again this year, they'd be well in contention. So I think they've had a bit of seasoning now, those two. Alligator Bud, you saw it last start, that 2,000 meters, no issue. And I doubt it'll be an issue with Mr. Brightside as well. So I was with them too. And then I thought Gold Trip's probably the big danger from the back. Romantic Warrior has to be a chance. Like if you can run up to his Hong Kong stuff, it's... You know, it's he's he's right in there as well, and it's hard to pen Fangirl, hard to pen Victoria Road. Victoria Road probably my best result in the race because I backed him in the futures, but I did think he was a little bit short at seven dollars. I think he's probably getting out to his right price now, so could could make a serious case. King Colorado too, so yeah. Yeah. it's nearly. It's, a got, it's got to go around the for me. Great race, as we say every year. It's always a great race. It's Gold a great trip. Race, just touching on him, like last year, he sort of was two slow tempos into this race, so he sort of went, and then seven day back up linkers on. Ran well, he was unlucky. This year, coming off two fast run races, and he looked a, he looked a bit flatter in that Caulfield Cup late to me. Like he's, I think he's harder to find. I think he's right on target for the Melbourne Cup, but I, yeah, I'd, he's one I'd, I'd be happy to risk here. I think they're just not going. He's not going to have the zip to to hold off a couple here. And Nico just raised another uh, important, another just another tick for me on Fangirl. Is that she had all those good runs to uh, Fangirl to Animo. She tied in. She That's had a lot of her, you know, all those great. Well, if, you, if you pen um, fangirls runs on wet tracks and just try to get dry track only, like she has a terrific record. It's unbelievable. Placings and wins. Mm. And the wet tracks just isn't a go at all. And so. the placings are by an animo, like yeah, you say. exactly. Mm. And you get Zach. It's not like you you got Kieran or someone like Pert. <laughs> and you don't like, mind the draw because she's just going to be floating there somewhere. And as long as yeah, she's, she's not the not... one tagging them up, like as long as she's not the one carting them. She'll be behind that wave. Yeah. Mm. So DK? Is that your yeah? I'm fan, fangirl. I'm fangirl. I'm fangirl. Yep, yep. No, I'm, a, I'm the fangirl. I think she uh, she can she can round them up. Hmm. I I can eliminate a couple here. Or mentally for me, I think Romantic Warrior is a massive risk. I I, st I listen to what J Max says, and he still looks like he's a runaway. Or from everything that the camp are saying, and just watching that first up run, I think he's a run short, which is crazy. But um, I'd like to back him on. What is it, the champion? What are the what's the yeah 2000 the, the next race? start right? Yeah, when he runs against West Wind Blows. Or... Yeah, I think he could he could he'll be at his best. I think back at Flemington, Alligator Blood, he's off the gut buster as well. I think Mr. Brightside and Fangirl are two dangerous horses because they were both nearly a month between runs um, off their last start, but. Mr. Brightside, I'm really uh, reluctant to f to sack him because he went up there and it was her home turf and she got everything in her favour and she she exploded and she went super. But Mr. Brightside, if you go back and see last year's um, Cox Plate, they had to drag him back out of the race and his run was absolutely huge. Like he was a monster run and nearly every bit as good as Gold Trip who everyone spouted and said, oh, he was the unlucky run of the Cox Plate. But, but Mr. Brightside gets a completely different setup here because he's now jumping in Barrett 2. All preparation, they've been putting him into races. His natural position is to go forward. I'm not surprised that he's been 9 into 650. This horse goes around Moody Valley like it's on rails. I think he's, um, you know, my equal sort of top pick there. I think that's that's where you need to be to win the race on speed. And you guys are sort of... How does he get out, though? Already, already said that. What do you and mean? does he run the trip? Well, They're so the two questions I've got. Well, you've got probably alligator blood, and I, I agree. Like King Colorado is going to be up there punching, and then Zaki. Zaki's a biggest problem because he's going to pop, and someone's well, just going. And to there's get... a chance Colorado could too. Well, both of them. So yeah. the leader could pop, and he could be behind it. Scary. Yeah, that's right. And then you probably got <clears throat> Romantic Warrior and Alligator holding him in. Hmm. 
that's my yeah. They're the only two queries and the two thousand for me. If Gold Trip didn't run the Caulfield Cup, this was the Cox Plate. This was the race just for his taking. Um, I've already said what I said about uh, militarised. Victoria Road has to be a query at the uh, two thousand metres. Laying in doesn't really that doesn't really yeah, uh, excite like me. Zaki's a pop. Dewey, if they all fall over and they all get off the fence, this horse could just sneak up the, the inside. Bradbury. It needs a Bradbury, but it could do it. Well, yeah. and the smaller field sort of suits that. It and Mooney Valley. I'm surprised that Ed's never taken it there. King Colorado can win. My Oberon wouldn't completely shot me at 40s, but um, Pinstripe would definitely shot me. So I think. What did you a, eliminate? No, well, I think that you just got to play around Romantic Warrior. Yeah. You got to play around. I don't think Alligator Blood can win either off that gut buster. He's just he's just too short. Was when Scoot Bed opening up? And then Gold <laughs> Gold Trip pen that pen Victoria Road. I could pen a lot of them. I've just put a pen through about six or seven horses. Well, I think the consensus here is Fangirl. What the sounds of things? Yeah, Fangirl and Blood. I think we both think he's going to be the one on pace, although Nico and I do. Um, Great race. And Colorado's the horse that a silly price that you have to get involved in because it's just too big an X factor. Just a really scary, sticky draw for Fangirl. Like very elegant, um, Mr. Brightside. There's just so if you go back in the history of how many horses that um, just keep having to charge down the outside. It's it reminds such- me of when Adelaide flew down the outside and. Faulkner bungled it. What I can't remember your yeah. story, mate. It reminds me of that. Yeah, well, he tripped out of the gates, and then yeah, Adelaide just come sort of ten wide and things like that. So it's going to be uh, going to be an interesting race. But um, there's a couple there just off the gut busters that I'm happy to put the pen through. But who's the horse that puts? You know, like there's someone always takes off at the 800, and we've probably covered the race for too long. But who's the horse that actually goes? Is it is it Romantic Warrior, or is it Alligator Blood get to choose? Because that's probably the way I think he's hardest to beat. If he's the if he gets to choose when he goes Alligator Blood, that's probably if uh, he that's when he becomes a short price favourite for mine. I just can't see the horse that wants to put Sting into the race eight hundred out like they usually do here. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? There's normally one, but maybe, maybe Zaki, maybe if he's if he doesn't get in, but yeah, you know, hard to know. Yeah, it's an interesting race with all these cracking, angles. It's cracking great, race. It's great race. And I think that's the, the the best angle and why you have to play is the world because to- you've got yeah because you've got romantic warrior. So it's going to get crunched in. Otherwise, I'd yeah, it's say, like getting I'd, probably like a twenty percent bonus in price. Yeah. Anyway, Nico's going to have the final word. So uh, make sure you join his Telegram group. Great time to buy. It's starting to uh, really expand that uh, that group. Twenty five bucks a week. It's uh, it's going to be great value over the next couple of weeks. You're going to get lots of bonus meetings, which is uh, absolutely beautiful. Uh, Randwick, race uh, number seven, Walt. Do we really even have to worry with Randwick? Like, well, okay, let's go to Randwick. Are you tired? No, no just, it's just up. such an order. Such a downer after talking about the Cox Plate. It is, it <laughs> is. No matter what Valenius <laughs> does, he can throw as much money as he likes at it. He'll never get a Cox Plate type thing, so good luck to him. Hey, mate, he'll build a velodrome. Don't don't put it past him. You see, he going to see Joe Biden this week. Imagine the conversation between that's those right, two. Imagine right. the circle. Oh yeah. my God, he'll be like, "Oh, mate, do you do you, do you know Wayne Pierce and Biden?" He'd be awesome. He'd be I'd perfectly be there. placed there with all those. We get Bernies on steroids. Oh, mate, they're yeah. all stiffs. Randwick Race Seven uh, is the Spring Champion Stakes Group One on the line here, and Tom Kitten oh, two dollars. Oh, geez. Bookie sauce. The bookie sauce. Walt's even got the cat. He's got the uh, the little prop there. Uh, race seven, number two. Tom Kitten favourite, $2.35. Raff Attack, $5.50. Toodle Avita, $7. Gambare, $8.50. Port Lockroy, 11 Cap Ferrar, 16 Kintyre, 18 Glad, you think so. $18. Ravello, $18. Sneaky little horse here. Madatsu, $34. The Waller Yard, Josh Parr on. I think the gloaming's the one replay that uh, Mr. Uh, yeah, let's watch this. Walty. Let's watch my life, oh, hopes Tom and Kitten. dreams run off the track and disappear before my very eyes. 
So this is where my relationship with my sister broke down when I smashed myself in the head here at about the 200-metre mark. Um, <laughs> Tom Kitten Tom in Kitten the bumping the blue, down the outside. J-Max smashing him around the bend. The the leader's Raff Attack. Gambara didn't quite get the run. He got last start. He's back in behind them. What's, what's it called? The thing of uh, Glad You Think So or something. Mm. He's there. Cap Farrar won from the outside with Tom Kitten, just the biggest run you've ever seen in your frigging life. Um <laughs> Uh, 37 multis go down the drain, including the last leg without a fight for 140,000 in the co- in the Caulfield Cup. Um, I'm not over it. I'll never be over it. He draws one hippo. I think he'll get him out of the gates. He'll probably still be three back and, you know, $2.30 is no spoil. And look at that. As he's, uh, I'll probably tell the stewards he's ringing me. They'll be listening in when I call him back. Um yeah, I think I think there's there's not too many surprises here. Raf Attack and, and Gambari be up there. Gambari is the one I wanted to find, but with Preble on it, it just um, it takes the wind out of your sails. So uh, yeah, it's a very boring preview for moment. I think if Tom Kitten holds his form and gets the the run, I think Hippo's no big change from Nash in style. He'll be strong on him late, which is what this horse obviously Neat. needs. Yeah, I think he'll knock him over to, to if he has to. It's just such a big opportunity for him. He'll he'll make sure the horse gets out, winds up, and he'll be very very hard to beat. Port Lockroy. Yeah, well, he, he's where he was in Melbourne too, wasn't he? he? He was a good win the other day, but it was a very ordinary race. Um, all on one prep, very hard to do. Same as Raff Attack. Like it was a great effort for him to, to put his hand back up last start and, and hold him off. He didn't get any favours up in front. So, uh, yeah, like those horses are all on the edge, I think, whereas Tom Kitten's had that prep and grounding and going to be very hard to beat. Same as Gambari. That's why I had him sort of clear top two picks in the race. So I think they've just. This is when it comes to the four, that first preparation, it's very hard to win this race and go onto a derby or anything like that. The other horse, I know he got a suck run there, but I think he'll improve stepping up the 2,000 metres as Cap Ferrar. I'm just pretending yeah. he's not a stitzel. Yeah, exactly. And and you can't really knock that run, can you? Like, he, he probably had a few more favours than Tom Kitten, in, but he finished right alongside him. Um, the other horse that's interesting for the derby, who did get knocked over as well in that race, is Ravello. He looks like he's he's crying out for twenty four hundred, so keep an eye on him. But he's probably going to be out the back here and set a task. And yeah, it's a bit of a it's a weird it's a it's a weird race, but it's a, surely it's Tom Kidd's day because it's the first time I'm not on him. He's just in, in that precarious position. But if anyone's going to get him out and stand over him, it's Hipper. Well, he's gone he's gone to war with Mum with Gay over this, like jumping off the <laughs> off uh, off Gambare to take the ride on Tom Kitten was. Um, was a gutsy play from from Hippo and like obviously a, a great opportunity and he's riding quite a few for Godolphin on the day so I'm, I'm not knocking him but it was a, a ballsy play and hopefully it um hopefully it pays off for him because he's a he's a bloody good rider a bloody good fella and and he and he should suit this horse. Cap for Arts a roughy for me boys in Melbourne any thoughts? No, I'm a big Tom Kitten fan, and after hearing what Nash says about him, you're probably not dropping off. But um, did he, did he say like could like. be the best horse he's ever ridden? Is that what he said? Yeah, it was mm. along those lines. So. Mm. And he, yeah, every time he's got off, he's like, I keep saying it, but he keeps showing that he is. And it's just yeah, interesting. Does he go to the derby? Give me some hope, Nico. Oh, don't know. Such a big don't, gross. I don't know if it's the Godolphin way to bust him up that much. But I think I'm on the double maybe. 400s Tom mm. Kitten Tropical Squall. Like, I, like not as if Tropical Squall's are moral either, but I'd like him to at least line up. Let's give him a bit of hope. Yeah, a bit of hope. 2,000 metres, he might. Yeah. Mm. Like it should be. Now he'll be playing Uno on a Saturday anyway, so you won't even watch him. I'm gone. I'm so gone. You are gone. So gone. Completely gone. Wait. Uh, Palmetto, gotta... 25s. How did it win? How did it stick its nose out? I've had 86 million on it the week before. Didn't Tipped it, it to the people at 25s this week and forgot to back it. 
How sick is it? It happens all the time, doesn't it? Horses will either like the next week comes in. All the people in the chat room think I'm silent because I'm trying to look for a new suburb to buy in. I'm trying to find a blender to stick my head into. (laughs) (laughs) That was me yesterday. Probably Donnie as well. Randwick Race 8 is the next one, the invitation. Uh, Espiona, $3.20 favourite here out of the Everest, that big race up there. Uh, Magic Time, $3.60. Parasail, $6.00. Roots, $8.50. Opal Ridge, $9.50. Ruthless Dane, $13.00. Alcohol Free, $14.00. Alentia, $21.00. And then Royal Merchant, $26.00. Osbred Flirt, $34.00. And Dalcini's back down there at $61.00. We stuck it in the race, Dalcini. We, yeah, we had to go to the Twitter war to get it an invitation, but I think it, it helped. It will win, win one day and we'll go broke backing yeah, it yeah. until it does. Magic Time is the horse that uh, Walt likes here. And Nash put it forward into the race here. It was a great ride. Right. On pace day, uh, had they didn't go quick. So once he got it there, obviously it's had most favours, but did get a couple of short back and sides from Zach on the outside. Nearly put it through the rail a couple of times. And you can see she's like, Nash has just held it together here, kidding to the leader and... Puts it away. She's just got a huge engine, this horse. Um, obviously, loses Nash this week. And you'll see through the line, pricks her ears. That's Dalcini popping up the rails at 50 to 1 for the place, as usual. Uh, she's untapped this horse. So 1,400 is not going to hold her back. She just needs to get across. I wish Hippo was riding this horse. Uh, Tyler Schiller, who's a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde rider at the moment. Um, if he puts in a good one on her, I think she's just extremely hard to beat. Espiona loses uh, Nash as well. But I think it's more important. Uh, with with Espiona, just because of her manners, she's drawn wide. She's going to be back. K Mac riding her. She, she she's lays in pretty hard. So even in the Everest, she ran well, but she was pretty tough for, for Bowman to control there. So yeah, I'm I'm hoping that she just gets lost and is set too big a task from that wide draw, and that Magic Time just gets across in somewhere in the first four and is just too solid. There's not too much depth to this race away from from those two that I could find, and she's the one that's just just way on the up. Like, obviously, I think she was a little bit disappointing, 1,400 last run of the last prep, but that was on a wet track, and, and they put her away pretty quick, whereas I think she's returned, and the two runs, like, sitting wide behind us for her first up was incredible, and then she couldn't have done any more there the other day, like, uh, overcome a bit of adversity, ridden out of the gates upside down, and, and then put them away. So, um, yeah, I think she's a pretty nice horse, magic time. Mm, looks like she's going to eat 1,400 Melbourne boys. I'm going to back the most informed rider in Sydney. Calf, Valencia. I thought she was in the game. Yeah, you do. The you mighty Calf. Hang on. You've she's gone left field on me here. Kathy O'Hara. Well, that's an interesting one. Jay Ford off. Kathy on. 6% last 12 months. Last 50. 14%. Return on investment of 50%. She does this every she's, year. She's and kicked. I hate it because I actually think she's a pretty good rider, but she just... One, doesn't get opportunities often. And two, she's very passive. You know, when the, when the big boys are there, she puts about the back and she, if she wins, it's because everything's fallen into place. When she's put on a horse and puts it into a race, she's she's more than capable. So she's a, uh, I wish she'd do it all year round. Hmm. Well, a bit of the go-to there. Charlie and, and Chris using it to perfection. Yeah, well, I, who knows? Who knows? But you, in a finish, you watch her. She's never, she's never weak. She's, she's a good rider. She, just, she throws everything at them. Yeah, it's just ninety percent of the time, I'd say she settles in the last four in a race. If you want to put your head in a blender with Walt, go to racingwatch.com.au and get his analysis. Jump in the uh, tele, oh sorry, the Discord chat, and you can see his head blow straight off mm. in uh, live view, or you can just get the Telegram alerts if you just want his markets and his uh, selections on the fly. So it's going to be a. Uh, a second-rate meeting at uh, Randwick. Yeah, it's tough with Peter Valandis at the White House. We don't we don't just stick to Randwick, as you know, mate. We'll be at Bathurst Trots that night. We'll be at uh, Wentworth Park Dogs. We'll be wherever wherever we have to be. 
I tell you what, it's very quiet out in New South Wales media at the moment. They must be all on holidays and come back around the Hunter and the Gong. Did you like the uh, the announcement Press during the middle of the Coxport like, Barry draw for the announcement that Osbred Flirt had got an invitation to the invitation? Like they, that was their. Like, it's just you can see they, they've got they just run out of tricks, like you say. It's just uh, it's pretty funny. Yeah, I'm tipping they're all uh, putting in to go down to Melbourne for the little junket now, but uh, yeah, they'll have to. They'll be getting their premium to... turnover again this week, thanks to the invitation. They'll be jamming the punters right in the back door. Good segue into uh, Tassie Friday night, well scheduled down there alongside the Valley. We spoke about it before. Nick, I think he's found a couple here, thanks to uh, Taz Form Plus Pro. And the first one is at 7.05. It's race four at Launceston. It's a 1,200-metre maiden. And the horse you like here is GG City Boy, Nico. It was second. Yeah, this is him outside the leader. Um, if you haven't watched this race before, which I'm assuming none of you have, you would be struggling <laughs> to see how this horse gets beat. But um, he does somehow from here. But this was a fast run race. He probably peaked on his run a little bit late, but I Who think beats the it? jockey was a, exactly. a little bit more aggressive. Let kick back. Huh? No, Down what? the outside, it's just grown wings. <laughs> it's, like, it's like black caviar, but it gets have beat. Have a look at this. <laughs> You're just you're, you're at the gap. No. Oh. He sat up. Who? <laughs> <laughs> someone with the early crow big time. There. Someone in the tote, or someone's gone. It's home. I wouldn't so, have even watched uh, the last two hundred. I would have been yeah. collecting. <laughs> Calvin on again. I think he'll be getting the job done. He'll be riding out to the line for sure this start. And that that was a high rating race. Uh, this was tried really well coming into this campaign. So. This race is a lot weaker than that race as well. So um, puts him up on top of the speed, rides him out to the line, and he probably wins, GG City Boy. Calvin, I tell you what, his Calvins will be uh, t- changing colour if he gets a beat. after that, wouldn't they? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's an absolute beauty. Nico, and Nico said to Donnie, you know, he goes, how do you, how do you guys bet and do the form in Eagle Farm? Like, out, of, out of your mouth, like trying to chime into those things at Launceston. That's the rides that they're down there a bit. Like, you just, it's pretty crazy. Mate, straight jacket material. All right, the next uh, the next one of uh, Nico's specials is at Launceston Race 9. It's a Class 2 handicap. It's at uh, 9.35, so you just have to uh, stay up a bit later there. It's a 1,400-metre event. You haven't found him again, Nico. <laughs> yeah, he's our man, Calvin. Calvin. Oh. <laughs> I think he's, he seems like he's 100 years old. I think he had a bit of a spell, and now he's come back. He, it's not this Case is Anderson. Yeah, Case yeah. Anderson. Case Anderson. Oh, Kelvin my God, Anderson. he's been everywhere. Yeah. In the yellow, absolutely annihilates this field. The horse in the Trinder colours are right and red. It runs earlier, an expensive mistake. The second horse, it also runs early in the night. So you get a bit of a guide in this form. But this horse had two starts for Michael Trinder, I think his name is. I think he's the father of Adam. Um, so he's obviously got a bit of talent there. And he's had two runs for this trainer. First up run, he just peaked on his run a bit late. And then there, he was $2 into $1.55 and one with a leg in the air. Calvin's just got to get him out from barrier number one and he'll win. This race is no stronger and this horse has been very consistent. His previous runs with the old stable in New South Wales and now um, with the uh, the Trinder team. So, um, yep, I think he, he just needs a little bit of luck from barrier one. He'll probably be pretty short, so he might be one you can jam into your multis if you're looking to play that way on Friday night. Uh, but he should be winning with any luck. So uh, all aboard Calvin on Friday night. Hopefully you can get the job done for the punters. A couple of people in Walt's chat room have uh, jumped in the queue for Zach Lloyd Militarized shirts if uh, he can get the job done. And we might get some Calvin Sanderson um, 
Get shirts. some Calvin Calvins. Get some Calvin Calvins. <laughs> if you can get the double. So, uh, fantastic stuff. And that'll uh, give the punters something, Nico. It's uh, fantastic stuff. Taz Racing 4 Plus Pro. Make sure you check out their website. So, if you want to start dipping the toes and get a little bit more serious, uh, you can get an account there free and start doing the replays. And you get access to the uh, Taz Racing TV. Snapper's on there. He's a, uh, a pretty good judge down there. So, make sure you, uh, if you're looking for a little area that you can start to poke around and do some form with a smaller pool of horses, great. Uh, great little spot. Premier um, jockey in the country, D Pies, Perez, whatever Perez, his name is down D. there. Perez, yeah. Yeah. Home of D, whatever his name is. Has that, has that finished, the inevitable, finished the course after its last start? You killed it. You killed oh, it. God. As soon as you review them and put like BB next to them, game over. Well, I, nearly, I nearly had a oh, I nearly had a kitten, a foal or whatever, another child when um, Waterford loomed up the other day. Yeah, once Palmetto. it settled fourth and fifth, yeah, oh. it must have been excited, yeah. Just that's where you thought Catelli, like how that's what I mean. How the hell does he end up five, six links behind Waterford in the run? And, yeah, anyway. Wallard. Wallerid. And Rico Shade. Anyway, it's gonna be a great meeting at Launceston. Uh, big thanks to We've uh, gone around Taz the grounds here. We've gone full Ray Hadley this week. We're everywhere. Winners everywhere. Big show, long show. Uh, Donnie's best, loss in transit was a beauty. Jeez, the bookies took it on and you could uh, bet really late there. But uh, tough win. It's uh, building a nice little uh, CV there, loss in transit. And uh, the Kendrick stable absolutely flying. Kelly Schwider's going good. And uh, Kendrick, I tell you what, when the money goes on, they rarely miss. He's got Doombin. And as I said, weather watch. G'day, gents. Couple of cracking bets this weekend with Doombin. There's a little bit of rain forecast, so I'm going to have to watch the weather and see how much falls. Don't want to get to too wet. I think I found a couple of nice bets. The first one is in race three. It's called Serial Offender. It's only had the one trial at Hawkesbury in fourth out of fifth, but it did it in good style. Um, the winner that day, Gazardas, came out at the Kenzo on Wednesday and won in what looks like a pretty decent race. So it travelled on the bit, didn't really let go, and looked to be doing it quite easy. So at 370, it's only against the Mashanis on Saturday. I think you can um, knock them over. So I think it's a great price. Probably should be favourite. Then we go to race nine, Eagles Craig. He was first up for the new stable up in Queensland. Comes out of a really hot race. The winner, Cody, has won well against Sets and Brosnan. Had been racing in group races in Sydney. So I think it's a really good race to bet out of and I think it's a good chance. And barrier one may get held up. That's the only issue. 240, have to back it. Cheers, boys. Beautiful. Uh, only against the Mashani's famous last words. I'm tip- tipping that's pitting a few on the backside in the past. And Who's then Eagles it- Craig with up there? Off to anyone off the top of the head? Jack Bruce or something O'Day like that? O'Day and Hoisted. O'Day and Hoisted, okay. Good trainers. Big, big, run, for, uh, big run was it first up uh, behind yep. Cody and uh, Brosnan and all that sort of form. So it looks like it's... He's always had ability, that mm. horse. It's mm. just whether... I think he's got some soundness. Like looking in the yard, I could guarantee he's just not everything sweet with his legs. Like he doesn't move that well. So when he's got bad knees or something like that, if they got him right... That you could definitely get a, a bit out God's of it's country, sort of mate. There. Everything flourishes up here. Have everything a look just at heals. It's like the, the, the land that time forgot. It's just all, <laughs> everything comes back to life. <laughs> even DK, even though he does ring me, but he comes back to life up here. He smiles. Top sport, uh, top two promo is Mooney Valley Race uh, 7, Verdad. So look out if you're back, Verdad. It's a kiss of death. That's good. moral this week into Walty. I'm well, coming for you. Race eight, number seven, Magic Time. So Tristan's offered four dollars for uh, hundred bucks per customer. Given our run lately, I would have thought that he'd give us ten dollars because um, we are absolute killers. But uh, the bookies will definitely need Verd added Magic Time beat. So hopefully we just jam this it. This is right not good because the other like the, he's got the, the other Tristan top two that I've helped the boat with. He's he's gone. Uh, 
alligator blood magic time. So there could be plenty of uh, magic time. Found <laughs> an easy race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> alligator blood. Oh, well, no, he got to do the Cox Plates, one of the two that he wanted. So it's, it's alligator into magic time. Here we go. So magic time's had, got plenty of pressure on it on Saturday. That's frightening. Mm. It's frightening. Nick, I'll spear into that, though. He loved it. He's sicko. Mm. Top sports team, real good. Uh, gold trip. Not as big as the 10K last week, but there's $1,000 at eight fifty. Uh, I think, yeah, if he gets through with the Caulfield Cup as the consensus, he's going to be than uh, storming home late if he can uh, can hold it all together. wonder how his feet are going. Not sure. Uh, race not- be, for them to run him, the, the, the feet must, must not be. They, they must have be on top of that, <coughs> I would imagine. I've he's heard f- that they're trying to get him fit fit enough for the Melbourne Cup, so that's why they want to run in the Caulfield. He's flying, the is the male. Absolutely flying. Gold trip? Yep. Yeah, that's why they're backing him up. Can win. Oh, I think the yeah, I think can win Tuesday week. Can win. Can win. Yeah. Uh, Militarize uh, thousand at nine fifty. A uh, little Zach Lloyd uh, fanboy bet that thousand, one. That's a good bet for you. Is that to cover the t-shirts if it lobs? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Zach Lloyd. Will you nice. will you, will you wear a Zach Lloyd shirt if I get one made for you for the yeah, rest no, of the I season? Got no problem. I got no issues with Zach Lloyd. I got issues with him riding sixty kilo horses, but that's not his fault. Our YouTube comments will explode if Zach. Zach Lloyd wins the wins the uh, why cosplay. I don't hammer him that hard, do I? You so do. I, I, don't know. You I do. hammer the people that put him on. It's not his fault. You do. Oh, sorry, Zach. I'll wear the shirt. Race nine, number one, Romantic Warrior, two thousand and four dollars. So that's but, the worst bet I've ever seen in my yeah, life. Someone might be just trying to Jeez, back it's got the a whole good start to the book. I tell you, yeah, a bit, a bit of arbitrary. Huh? They're, They're all winning all these horses. You'll get uh, the only the thing that'll stop you getting the six or seven dollars is the toad, obviously. Yeah. Uh, race four, number fourteen, gumdrops hundred at twenty one. Looks like a little partial there, Nico. DK probably knows more about this horse than me. Oh, it came off as I returned with the the Ballarat Maiden win, didn't it? Yeah. Um, did what it had to do there. Frosty rode it. Yeah, it was, might have come back in good order. It looks to be back in good order. So Philly on the up, upwards into her prep on pace. I haven't had a good look at the race, but. Um, Mm, might have been. Mick Price, Kent, and Mumbai Bunny's inhibitions. She versus the Garflick, Floozy, Saltair, Fire Lane, right to party. No gimme, but um, on the up, as Tw- says. 20s. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. No, an ock. And the last one here is uh, race eight, number six, and uh, that's Wolf Moon. That could be um, Alan Endress, just having a, the uh, alligator into, mm. I think it's his colours, isn't it, Wolf Moon? 15 yep. into 950, so it's against Preach, Release the Beans, National Choice, Our Magnus. Mm, some funny little horses in that race, so very Jekyll and Hyde sort of race that. Who trains it, Van Dyke? They all take turns, not Desley Foster. Mm. It's a funny placement of that horse, Wolf Moon. It, uh, very strange, and just strange things happen with that horse, so yeah, not sure. DK, your uh, your mm. tip was um, ain't no deal done on uh, on Friday night, so no no use uh, going around the grounds there. No, no, well, yeah, Mornington, yeah, no, no, there's nothing wrong with last week's bet. We just didn't collect, that was all. Hmm. Yeah, I've beaten nine links. The second one into prep gets off and says it needs a spell, but uh, it was seven fifty to four forty, which is what you want to see when you've got second leg of a multi gun. But anyway, wasn't to be. So yeah, ain't no deal done for me, Scooty. And I and uh, I'll give I will I will let the punters in on one. There's a uh, a DK out wide. There's one who's clear clear top pick in the DK out wide jockey rankings, Armor Cloud. So uh, if you find Armor Cloud, put more on. I'll go looking for him because he's killing him at the moment. Armor Cloud. He does get the job done. He's a real Sort of he's, job, he's job doer. Ryan Ryan and the, the Pat Carey is now a good trainer since the blokes joined him. Um, but, uh, yeah, N. Ryan, especially on an N. Ryan horse or something deadly. Red Phantom there on Sunday, Nico. Um, 
Yep. Yeah, and then that, the thing he pissed in, he wrote it to Bealist at Bendigo on Saturday. So, uh, and Epsom Days, I think old Epsom Days is just a batter, but it was it was like three dollars to one eighty. I reckon it was because Armour Cloud was on it, you know. Um, so yeah, so go find Armour Cloud. That was a good miss by me. I missed eights, and I was like, oh, I won't, I won't back him. Epsom Days, <laughs> he, eight, he was eights into it, like oh, eighty, <laughs> and it was hard luck to yeah, it. Was three wide the trip, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. If the money's on, um, you can back him with a uh, good level of confidence. He'll do everything in his power to uh, to get it home. So good little, uh, good little pearl there. All right, that's it. I think that's nothing it. Nothing at Port Augusta on Sunday or nothing there, you know. No, I haven't okay. got. To- I haven't. Nah, I haven't had time to uh, get. Oh, to you'll there get yet. there. Don't worry. I'll do. I will get there. Yeah. Little Adelaide one. Save them for the syndicate. But uh, yeah, Paul Linky yesterday five into three eighty in second. There's a horse to follow there from last Saturday. I was doing the reviews. A horse called Maps. Be hard to beat wherever it goes. <laughs> it ran in the Geelong Cup yesterday. Yeah. Oh shit! I missed yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, what, out of sight. What a good idea that was. Jesus. I probably watched your segment and thought it was Melbourne Cup Wars. No, it definitely isn't. <laughs> All right, that's the end of the show. Hopefully we've uh, grayed you up in the Cox Plate. What a race, absolute uh, corker. And uh, as we say, it's a long carnival. Make sure uh, you bet patiently and uh, responsibly and good luck. And we'll be uh, we'll be back next week. So we've got next week we've got the what, Derby Day preview. Then we've got the Melbourne Cup show on Sunday. So everyone's out of bed early for that one. And then uh, back to sort of normal Thursday business. All right, we'll uh, we'll see you next week. Hopefully, we uh, we've got your winner. Good luck. Thanks, guys. Good luck. <laughs>